radical idea. The door swings both ways. We could reverse the particle flow through the gate. How? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Hello, wonderful patron and normal listener. Mm, Hello, yes. normal listener. Welcome to the normal. Person who doesn't normally normally Freeloaded. listen to the patron. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I was going to let them I'm respond. Good. I was going yeah. to leave like I 30 know. seconds was, so they can talk back to us. But I know it's very. I, I did kind of say how are you to everyone, but then I thought you know I'll just let Ben reply yeah. to me. It's fine. Yes. Ben doesn't like to be quiet. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bullets for this kid over here. Me? Who? Mm, yeah. Why? You. Oh, you wait. You're gonna get, you're gonna drop dead by the end of this with the amount of bullets I put into you. I got a few <laughs> things to say, buddy boy. <laughs> Not I really. Can't wait. It's just a, it's just a threatening tease for the, the normal listeners. Well, are they gonna be oh. disappointed and then out bored? Well, edit you, that you... bit out. Edit that bit out, and then they'll think something juicy's coming. <laughs> can't wait. No, but then when they get there, they're gonna be more disappointed. <laughs> That's fine. Either way, it all stays in. That's yes. one thing you get, everyone. We just keep everything on the page. We don't care. Paul doesn't don't care. can't be bothered to edit it. Minimal editing. Excellent. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do that. Let me take over the editing duties just for this bit, Paul. I'll do the end of the month. I think I can handle that. Everyone, you're getting a special a special treat today. You're getting a little sneak peek of what our patrons... This is basically the episode we do every month. It's our monthly roundup where we basically chat about our top three films, and our one worst film from each of us. So it's all very exciting. Our wonderful patrons know how exciting it is. And Adam always loves to tease a little Paddington bear. He got, he's got a little teddy bear that he shows, a little Paddington bear and teddy bear. the second time I've done it. It's probably happening. got more, more to say than you have. <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. The first shots are being fired. Is this the bullets? <laughs> Bullet number one. Uh, but for the patrons... I, I've we're basically giving them what uh, the other tiers not we get, but they all get the video this week. They get the the video of this very episode. How come they're so um, lucky? They're just very lucky people because we just love to give the good shit. Basically, oh. also we've got a gap to fill until we record with Jamie and start our next year. So we filled it with a gap of interestment. Uh, Adam, come up with the logic. <laughs> a gap of interestment. <laughs> <laughs> you and Shakespeare. Stuff. You and Shakespeare. <laughs> So, guys, if this is something that sounds good to you and you want a little uh, a little bit of the patron, you can get it at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. Our patron know what it's about. They they know it's the good shit over there. Hang on a minute. And, um, is this yes? going out to normal listeners? Yeah, normal well, listeners, Not guys. the video. They're not going to see Paddington. Oh, they'll hear us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Us. I thought yes. this was literally just... I thought we were just doing a video for all patrons. I didn't realise we were not, going out to the normal people as well. That's good. The, this is not just surprising for the listeners, <clears> it's surprising <throat> for the hosts as well. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for this. Great. So, <laughs> I, if the listeners experience any joy like I just did, then they surely will become patrons imminently. Oh, I hope so. And you can get you can get this episode for a mere pound. We give it to a, a pound every month. They get this, this chunky episode. Ooh, film busters. Adam knows I've said it so many times. But let's start the episode. Let's do it. Are we going to roll the dice to determine who yes. will go first? Yes. Uh, the listeners will not know, but... You can, put, you can now... This is where you can put bets on who you think it's going to be. If you go down to Paddy Power, they can be taking bets <laughs> on go ahead. who the first person is going to be to do their films. <laughs> All right. Adam, pick two numbers. Three and four. Three and four, Paul. One and two. 
And I'll be five and six. We're ready for the dice. Yeah. Roll the dice. High, medium, five. or low. I'm first. Five. I'm first. There we go. Uh, odds or evens for who uh, that you get to pick with your second or third? Evens. Evens. Oh, evens, Paul says. Here I we want go. evens. One. Who's that? Adam. Paul's last. I'm the ben. last boy. Reverse Adam. film busters order. Paul. Reverse. Okay. Well, all of mine come from the beginning of the month pretty much so it, and it's and it is this is topical we obviously had julio on, on for a few good men mm. and uh, i nearly said as good as it gets again and um <laughs> in in prep for that i wanted to watch a few more sorkin just to get an idea of what the the guy was broadly about because i think i'd only mm. seen social network so i watched a few of his that's um fincher isn't it but sork yes you're correct he directed it but sorkin wrote the script oh um but anyway, the film that I'm about to say, Sorkin wrote the script and directed, and um, it is called Being the Ricardos. And oh, yes. I, I don't know if you boys know much about I Love Lucy or anything nope. like that. Basically, I Love Lucy was a big sitcom in America in the 50s, I want to say. Um, it was like the original sitcom, I think. Uh, and viewers were tuning in week after week after week. And it was Lucy, Lu- Lucille Ball playing Lucy. And her husband, I forget his name, was uh, playing Tony. And he was this Hispanic guy on the show that she was married to. And the whole thing was that Lucy was always a little bit of an airhead, but smart at the same time. And Tony was always like, oh, why I order kind of thing. Like, oh, Lucy kind of thing, right? Okay, right. So this film takes place... I don't think it's a spoiler. I won't say it just in case it's a spoiler. Um, it takes place towards the end of their run, the end of the sitcom, and it focuses on what's going on behind the scenes. So, uh, Nicole oh, so it's Kid- like a documentary almost, then, not like a drama rule. No, it's a dra- it is a drama. It's Well, it's real, but it's dramatised. Like, okay. I, I understand Sorkin has taken a few uh, artistic liberties, but Nicole Kidman plays Lucy, and um, Javier Bardem plays uh, Tony. I think it's Tony, anyway. Her husband. So they were a couple on screen, but they were also a couple off screen. They were married in real life. And the film um, starts with her, the actress, being accused of being a communist. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, there's rumours that he is cheating on her. And at the same time, because of the communist allegations that they're fielding, they don't know if the next episode of the show that they are about to film is potentially going to be their last ever of this show. So it's these three dramatic things that are going on at the same time and then Sorkin weaves all his dialogue throughout and whatnot. Anyway, I knew nothing really about these these guys or, 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 or this show and I didn't know how much was true or not, but it was a fascinating story. It was very well performed by Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. They were so <coughs> compelling. And what was fantastic was, particularly was... Uh, You've probably seen clips of I Love Lucy and didn't realise it, but when you see I Love, mm. uh, when you see Lucy, she's a bit, she is a bit ditzy and like the laughs come from her doing very silly, silly things and whatnot. But Nicole Kidman plays the Lucy behind the camera and behind the screen as very serious and uh, very much like why, why would, why would Lucy do that? She wouldn't do that. That's stupid. That that is a that's a cheap laugh. She would be over here. She would stand over here. She wouldn't say that when he came in. Why would she say who is it? When like there's this big, great set piece where the joke is she's laying the table and her husband comes in through the door and puts his hands over her eyes and says, guess who? And then she keeps listing all these names of men that it's not. And he gets angrier and angrier and angrier. And she's like, 
this is not funny. It's ridiculous. How would she not know her husband's voice? How would she not know <laughs> that's her husband coming in? And this mm. and things like that keep recurring throughout the story. Anyway, it's a fascinating little insight into into these people. And and after after the fact, I learned that a lot of it is true. But Sorkin's taken some artistic liberties. But it was a very very good uh, script and story by him, and I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I don't know that I would recommend it to you two, but. As a segue into that's an eight out of ten. As a segue into my next film, I would recommend it to you two. And I know that Adam's seen it. I don't know that if if you've seen it, Paul. This is another Sorkin written and directed. This is another eight out of ten, and it's called Molly's Game. I rewatched that like mm. this weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw on your on your letterbox. Jessica Chastain, another true story. Um, she was a ski jumper. She had a and uh, she had a really bad fall, really bad accident, and was out of action. Couldn't ski anymore she, she was like semi-pro she was gonna gonna hit the big time and she had this terrible accident and through one one thing leads to another she ends up taking a job with kendall roy who uh, is kendall roy that is yeah that is that is same kendall character. roy 15 years ago like he yeah. plays exactly that same type of dickhead <laughs> he really does it's almost like he's now gone off to make his own company he's got nothing to do with his dad and he's, he's trying to be the same person but a yeah. lot less money and a lot less glamorous it's it's kendall roy without the ambition it's kendall roy yeah. if kendall roy was just happy to have his dad's money and that was it and just yeah. never wanted and to have his own company that he doesn't really do anything with but anyway he is this uh, really slimy exec and he hosts these private poker games and blackjack games i don't know if it's blackjack maybe it's just, just poker. Black poker black poker black poker it's just poker uh, just poker yeah. <laughs> black poker <laughs> and he hosts these games they get rid for, of the red cards like real high um but high it's like, just like celebrities wasn't it and like yeah. movie stars and all that celebrities stuff. movie stars people with a lot a lot of money and um she he pays her to sort of be like an assistant at the games um and then she starts observing the games and then she realizes, fuck this guy, this guy's treating her like shit. I'm going to host the game. Hence Molly's game. And the film proceeds with the traditional Sorkin dialogue. Uh, not a lot of stuff seeming to happen, but because it keeps cutting from one location to another, to another, to another, it always feels like stuff it's is like going you're, on. You're t- he's basically, what was it? She's got a lawyer who's Idris Elba and she's oh, yeah, explaining Elba's what happened. It, yeah. She's explaining through her career and he's trying to build a case to defend her in court. Yes. Right. And so he keeps flashing back to what happened and then flashes forward to them now and they do it like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Serra is in it. I believe, I read after the fact that he is based on Toby Maguire, who was addicted okay. to the poker games at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one or two characters. Uh, one is based on Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, there's all that kind of like. Who used to always turn up with his shades on and his headphones on to play the game as well. Um and other such yeah, things. Like business, yeah, business people and all that kind of stuff. And then but. illegal entities get involved and you you, you realise why she's why she's being investigated for Molly's game. Right. And it's very it is very good, it's very compelling, very interesting story. There's a few ridiculous moments in it, but again it's yeah. like this person that I know nothing about, true story, and it ends up being really fascinating and it's down to sort of writing actually, and direction. Yeah. It's one of those films that Chelsea put it on. It was, I was like, I've seen that years ago. I didn't think much of it, and I rewatched it and I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Mm. But it kind of like that 2017, there was like Idris Elba was in it. I think it was kind of, I don't know, it felt like it should have been a throwaway film. But so made what did you think better. of Idris Elba in it? Because he, I didn't think he was right. very good. He's just, he's just there. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He's just, it there was a little wasted. Yeah. And Julio mentioned it in our, um, a few really good like 10 out of 10, I think I saw afterwards. Maybe. 
maybe, but he, he, he criticised, he does love Sorkin, but he criticised the um, scene, you know, the scene where she's skiing and then Kevin, Kevin Costner's just there and has yeah. that heart to heart with her. It's like, yeah, it's like little things like that are what's ridiculous because it's like, same thing happens in being in the, being the Ricardos a few times. There's just things that seem too perfectly timed and it's like, man, you don't, you yeah, don't that, need to make it so really silly good. like that. Okay, that wasn't silly. That was it a was bit a good more scene, like, but it was yeah, ri- it was, it was scene ridiculous. itself was actually quite good and it was quite powerful and it brought them along. But but it's like for I, it to come I, along right at that time, it's just the only thing is with Molly Gang. I rewatched it when I watched it. They did the opening sequence and they were like, "What is the worst thing that could happen in sport?" And they went through the most American reasons why. Yes, and it, and immediately I was like, "Why are we on my rewatching this film? I'm going to hate it now. This is <laughs> yeah. very." Palatable. It's going to be feeding people palatable things. Let's try and make it fun. It was like, oh, Brazil hate Argentina in football or losing mm-hmm. games. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know what that means. I know. Um, yeah. There, uh, yeah. And the, and the thing is, that there annoyed is a me. But then American from then on, talk. the film really picked. Like, it does okay, pick no, up. What? That wasn't actually the tone of the film. That was just. And it does a good thing of. I know that we've played poker before, but I know this people are like diehard poker people who know every ins and outs and know every single terminology and whatnot. The thing is, you don't really mm. have to know the terminology in this. You got you you get a sense of it, which is what's what's good. Um, and the thing is, I can't even remember the exact ending. I have a feeling that I remember. It gets away it. with it. Well, I, I wasn't going to say it out loud, but um, <laughs> I don't remember the detail of how that happens. Uh, but yeah, it was very, it was very good, and that was the best of the Sorkins that I saw. So that was eight out of ten, also. But it was better than being the Ricardos. Um, and my number one film, you boys know definitively what it is. It's gone right to my number one watch oh, of the yes. year. It's taken me, I don't yes. know, almost a decade to watch it. It's it's Nolan's Dunkirk. What can I say that that hasn't already been said? Really, that is. Um, just tell us how you felt watching it. masterpiece. Well, I watched it. Jenny was asleep, so I watched it on the PS4, and I put uh, my headphones in to the controller to watch Probably it. And pretty good wonderful. It. it was incredible. <laughs> the set, like, I'm so glad that it wasn't just playing out of my TV, because I'd have been doing that thing, you know, where you're constantly reaching for the remote, because the, yeah. the louds are too loud and the softs are too soft. I you could hear like every word Hardy said. Anything, no. Ben? I can't be booming out soundbars in this flat, man. Nah, you can. If you put it on a thing called night mode, it always it levels it out. It stops the loud going mega loud every so often. I'm fine how I'm doing. Um, yeah, it was good. It gave me faith in Nolan again because I uh, was very crestfallen by Tenet. And I was like, man, this is one of your finest. This is genuinely one of your, your finest. Like the, the three different time zones really worked for me. It's the, the tension throughout it. Yeah. Like, you're fully and it is there. like a big like when the boats are sinking like on those boats and people are scrambling that is like you feel for these lads you feel for them you're with and them it looks amazing it does well. it looks it looks incredible i would love out of all of nolan's films right if you could tell me right now you can watch one again in imax i would pick dunkirk i remember seeing it in the imax but it wasn't like the bfi map it was like an odeon imax somewhere when it no, came still, out still just to get that that yeah it, yeah, it was incredible every storyline was good but i the one that I really liked the the little boat pottering along, going mm. all the way to Dunkirk and the stuff that happened along the way. But I just thought when they introduced Tom Hardy in that Spitfire, I thought, how are you going to make this interesting? Like how every time you cut to him in a cockpit, how are you going to make this gripping? And that was fucking wonderful, man. Like the the, the narrative arc that that story goes also, on and how the, that ends was devastating. The bit when he... F- I know mm-hmm. it's probably quite... This is probably about how Americans sometimes think about films, but there is like a little bit of... Makes you actually kind of proud to be British in a non like dickish way. To yes, be I agree. War. But when the Spitfire 
runs out of back when it runs out and it just gliding yeah. across that beach. That is like hair on the back of your neck. I know, I know. Yeah, truly brilliant. And Harry Styles is all right in it. He's so good, and it, but it, that shows you a good director. Harry Styles had so little to do in this compared to Don't Worry Darling, and yet he mm-hmm. acts his socks off in this because Nolan knew what to say to he him. Just, he, but he had to just be an average British lad at the time, didn't he? And that's all he had to but be. But it was very natural. To... You believed yeah. him. You, you believed yeah. that he was this character. You weren't like, like I wasn't watching that going, that's Harry Styles. When, when I was watching Don't Worry Darling, every time he comes on screen, you're like, oh, there's Harry Styles, there's Harry Styles. But yeah, Did fantastic. No, I didn't. I wanted to. I felt the emotion, but I didn't cry, no. Um, only only Saving Private Ryan. That's the only war film that makes me cry. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, different, I, it's a different type of tear in Dunkirk, though. It's not a sad tear. It's a... Yeah. It's a, it's a remembrance-type sadness. Mm. Less of an emotional, personal, I know you, I can connect to this on a personal, emotional level, more the gravity of the situation emotion. Um yeah, wonderful stuff. And I, I, it's when I, all the little boats come over and they all come over the horizon and you suddenly yeah. can see all the little ones. You're like, yeah. It's, it's I don't know, because you've probably gone through so much in that film that you'll feel like you're one of them and mm. you can actually see, <laughs> oh, fuck me, we could actually make it out of here. Yeah, it's true. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. It's going to take something to beat that this year. But I look forward to if something coming up in the next three months. Yeah, I know. It's, Oppenheimer's already out of the cinemas, though. Out of the IMAX, I mean. Yeah, but it'll be in... You can get it on, I don't know when you've got to watch it. But. I know. Um, and my worst of the month, I've had a terrible run, boys. In the last week or so, particularly, I've just had nothing nothing higher than a six, pretty much. No mm. watches. I've just had an awful, awful run. I've seen some really terrible <laughs> films where I was like, oh, I'm going to be talking about that at the end of the month. And then something came along that beat it. Um, obviously, uh, hands down, the worst film of the month was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but <laughs> since we don't talk about films that we've watched. And then it's Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, I'm caught between two films and I'm not sure which one is the worst. So I'm going to go with my gut and say it's this one. So the runner up one was going to be Velvet Buzzsaw. I'm not going to give that any air space. The worst film I saw this month was that's that Jake Gyllenhaal one on Netflix, mm. oh, The Ark Ring. The worst oh, film yeah, I that saw was, that was yeah that was Ponzi shit. Forget that shit. It was terrible. But worse, I guess, is four out of ten George Clooney directed Ben Affleck starring film called The Tender Bar, which went onto Amazon Prime Directs a year or two ago. And never heard of it. Is it a new <sighs> film? Two years ago, it came out. Yeah. And it is uh, about a young kid whose dad abandons him early on in life and Ben Affleck is his uncle Charlie. And the whole film is this memoir of this kid as he grows and learns life lessons from his uncle Charlie. And the whole thing thinks it's so charming and uh, brilliant and uh, insightful into how we can all learn lessons from different uh, male figures in our life. It doesn't have to be fathers. We can learn from this one, that one and this one. But it's all just such contrived American bullshit like Charlie runs a bar and he's behind the bar and he's Ben Affleck but he's intelligent and he's got all these books behind the bar so when the kid comes into the bar he's like yeah take this take this book home and read it come back to me tomorrow we'll talk about it it's like fuck off Ben man <laughs> read the book in the night I know I know and he's like he's pulling out all these like dickens and stuff he's like you're Ben Affleck man you're running this cheap broken down bar you ain't got all them books behind me and it was it was one of those things when every time something, you know, you want drama, you want bad things to happen in a story, but every time something bad seemed like it was going to happen, 
a good thing beat it and a good thing beat it and a good thing beat it all the way to the end and I read afterwards Ben Affleck said when he read the script he um, was just like the world needs good stories where good things happen and it's like no that is I'm sorry give me a true story if I want a good story I'll go and watch Harry Potter or something because I'll feel good <laughs> but there's still stakes there was no stakes in this piece of shit but uh, one film that I think that gets away with that the only film I think I've ever watched where nothing really bad happens, apart from mm. maybe at the very beginning, is Chef. You love Chef, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those films that comes up in different oh, kinds yeah, of conversations. Yeah, but surely there's some drama in there. I can't remember no, it but all, it's but just I'm kind sure of like some a positive, like, you know, Do you know if like, you bake a food van and you think half of the film, oh, the van's going to break down in the middle of nowhere. But I wouldn't mind a positive film. It's a just like constant like, celebration of food and people. It's okay if it's a positive film. It's just a film where literally every time something could go wrong, nothing does. And it's just, oh, it, everything's going to work out fine. It's like this kid's dad abandoned him and his mum may or may not have cancer and he may or may not be able to get out of this broken down home that they're living in and he may or may not go to university so of course the answer to all those things is yes he will do all of those things and with very little resistance along the way and then it ends and you're like why do i care and the thing is this is based on a true story it's it's, it says based on the memoirs of so-and-so it's like who are you who are you you're a nobody anyway that was the worst of the month over to you adam I've only watched five new films this month outside of the podcast. I've watched yeah. about 15, maybe. I've watched quite a lot of rewatches this month. Um, I could effectively talk about all five of them, but I'm not going to. Just to let you You're know. You're going to talk about film, four of them, though. Four of them. I'm going to tell you what the other film is that I'm not going to talk about just because it, it's a Super Mario Bros. film. I've quite enjoyed it. It was quite good fun. It's not okay. It's not quite Sonic, yeah. but it's, it's harmless fun. It could have done with it's a, a level for but it could have done a with a level. Kids film. Yeah, but it could have done with a level for adults. That is the only thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down. absolutely. Whereas Sonic has adult jokes in it, and it's kind of like you can entertain. But anyway, we're moving on. Uh, first film talking about is a seven out of ten. It's the Equalizer three. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, third instalment. Um, it's it starts off. I was halfway through. About 40 minutes into this. It's not a very long film. It's about an hour 40, I want to say. An mm-hmm. hour 30. Um, Standard. Yeah. Halfway through, I was like, holy shit, if this film picks up in a minute, I'm all over it. He's basically, he's now, he goes on holiday, he's doing his own shit still, uh, and he goes to take down this vineyard in Sicily. Very good. And the mafia um, are back in town. So basically, it's all it's all set in stuff. It's, and then as he's leaving the vineyard, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's his spoilers or not. Something happens, and he then gets back to mainland Italy. But he spends the next four months or whatever in Italy. The whole film is set in this little Italian village. Nice. And he's like kind of floating around, defending the town from the mafia who run it. Like <laughs> someone's fish shop gets burnt down, and he's like he's slowly working out who the figureheads are nice. to try and take them all down. But the only thing that lets it down is it's so nice to watch the Denzel Washington being Denzel Washington. He's always you can watch him do almost. He like goes yeah, up course. in the morning, gets his little coffee. He just says that in his own little way. Everything like that is lovely. But this is an equaliser. It's like you've come for an action film, and only in the last fifteen minutes is anything really action based. Oh, like interesting. The beginning and the mm. end. The most the beginning majority of this film felt like you're just watching this Denzel 
walking around Italy. That, and that sounds that sounds quite interesting, actually. <laughs> it is interesting in its own fact, and that's why I gave it its props. It's 7 out of 10. It's, yeah. I, I do look... I think it may be my, fa- maybe not my favourites out of it, but I just kind of wanted Denzel to smack it up a notch. But when it gets good, it, they have got some really good like kills and like, all of that kind of stuff. It's quite gory. Do you, think, do you think that um, because of John Wick, it's harder to appreciate yeah, the equalizers? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's like John Wick is wall to wall, intense, incredible action, whereas they never, I think if you rewatch them, they probably never were. They're a bit more about the story based in it, but um, mm. I don't know if there's a part of the film where um, like Denzel Washington might be just too old now to be fucking throwing himself around and they've just like. He's probably signed. Let's like, take it easy this time. There's like six Definitely years between each. There's like six years between each Equalizer film. So he's like now almost seventy doing this film. I think. How old is he in he, real life? He's almost seventy. I think. No. He's like is he 60. really? He's like sixty-eight or something. Yeah, man. I think. Fucking hell, that's depressing, man. But Katie, like, I, think I heard, I heard Katie and Oti's review of it, and Katie said the old that like <laughs> there was one too many times where when he was encountering the stairs, he was reaching for the railing as he was yeah. going up. So and basically, down. he like, gets yeah. he kind of gets a little bit injured, and he's like getting rehab, and he's walking around with a little stick all the time, and you're Aww. like, I don't know how much the story was. <laughs> he <laughs> he just needed walk the up stick. these stairs, or like, how do we fit it in the story? Um, more of that. Let's have more of that. Yeah, it was. It he's was sixty-eight, good. by the way. God. Yeah, that's God what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say watch it. It's enjoyable. It, Denzel Washington's great in it. It's set in Italy. He's just, it's a nice action film. I think I would. I think I would be intrigued to see you that now that I know it's there. I've seen, I think I've seen the first one. Yeah. yeah I've um, seen the fir- first and second. I remember liking the second more than the first. Mm. Yeah. You don't need to watch the second film, really. That's all you like. You mm. can just go watch this one. Um, but yeah, it's enjoyable. It's Denzel being enjoyable. Denzel, 68. Do you know what I realised yesterday, right? As a quick side note, watching Harry Potter, um, there's loads of old actors in it. And you go, oh, mm-hmm. so-and-so's in it, so-and-so's in it, so-and-so's in it. Along with new, uh, new cast and like yeah. newer cast, right? We are going to hit a point in 20, 30 years where we don't have that experience with new films at all. We're not going to be watching a film and be like, oh, so-and-so's in it because they're all dead. And everyone that so-and-so is in it are the people who are current now. So it's not going to be this nice surprise of, oh, yeah, because he was in such and such. And we're going to be watching kids of the kids of the kids that are are in films now. And we might check out. We might say, fuck it. I ain't watching these films no more. (laughs) You'll always find find something. You'll You'll be going along with Timothy Chalamet. You'll be like, oh, Timothy's in this one again. Do you know what? Timothy. Do you know what? I think you've had enough of him. You're sick of him. I don't know. Basically, I saw the trailer for that new Wonka. Oh yeah, God. And it, it fucking looks awful. So Terrible. bad. Yeah, but I don't know if that's him being like that's like a getting his name across film. That's not a he's, when he does these kind of weird little, indie, weird little indie, yeah. But this, he's huge in this circle. But now your your parents will know who he is. Like yeah. Anyway, my apologies. Continue. Anyway, so then my next film is another is an eight out of ten this time. It's the complete different end of the spectrum. I actually don't know how much how good this film actually is. If I rewatch it tomorrow, I'd probably hate it. But I had oh, the greatest yeah. time in the cinema watching it, and it's Big Shark. It's a new Tommy Wiseau <laughs> film. Oh. I it was lies. So it's not eight out of ten. I, I enjoyed it so much. Like, For comparison, so, you give Room what? Like a six. 
Tell the listeners in what context you saw it. So I went to the Prince Charles Cinema. Tommy was there at the beginning of the film. He did all of his questions. Um, he then stayed to watch part of the film. He was like on the end of our row. I could see him standing there um, with his bouncer watching a bit of it because it was the first ever screening of the film in the UK. Was it the first um, one, was it? Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and everybody, it's just one of those, everybody's there having such a fun time. It's so ridiculous. It leans, I feel like it leans into the room bits, like he knows he's stupid. Like, there's like a shot where he's like in the car having a conversation, and like he's, you look at the thing and he's like that, and then they do a wide shot and the car's not even moving. Like, it's still in exactly the same conversation, like this place where it was before. Um, oh, man. That's not, I don't know if that's funny. I know. I, it, it feels like we have to watch it. Because you, you, you have, have to watch it like, and decide everyone, one way or the other. We went right? there. We had like loads of beers beforehand. Like that's why. Uh, but I uh, know. But it's like you're not pissed, but you're like you're drunk. It's but as you're good as Blind fun. Fury, basically. Yeah, it's a, that kind of similar thing of like when you're there in the and the atmosphere. But everybody, because he's there, it's just like and he set the tone like quite funny. Like um, someone went went. What was um? What hurts more, getting t- tore apart by Lisa or a big shark? <laughs> and he was like uh, I'm not answering that question thank you next yeah and then he, what he'd do is he'd answer someone's question then waffle on and do something about nothing to do with the question and then he'd go uh, thank you next yeah. like you say thank you next to himself mate, like, to, to, he's, he's do you, I've told you the story of when I got up on stage and asked him a question mm-hmm. eh? or before well, I got seen on the stage video. or maybe you have just... My, the video's on YouTube somewhere but um I'm at the side and I get the mic and I start asking the question and I can't remember what I started saying, but he went, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Don't yeah. don't ask retarded questions, please. Yeah, I'm asking for no retarded that. questions. And I'm like, I've, I haven't even finished the first sentence. And he's like, come on, this is bullshit. It's a bullshit. And then yeah. I, went, I went, wait, wait, wait. I want to ask blah, blah, blah. And did you ever truly find love or something? And then he went, oh, oh, okay, it's a good question. Come on stage. And then he gets me up on stage to ask the question and then he gives the answer. And then uh, he says, yeah, thank you, goodbye. And then Daisy was next up after me, my friend Daisy. (laughs) And she uh, asked a question about Kubrick because he said something about how he was massively inspired by Kubrick. (laughs) And (laughs) he totally dismissed her question. He was like so flippant and he was like, okay, next. And Daisy afterwards was like, he didn't even answer Thank you, next. Like, he does that. Anyway, but he, like, he was there. He set the tone. He was like, he was having it. He did he wasn't quite someone asked him about um, were you the guy who went do you know this whole secret thing about he's really like this guy and he went missing he was on like the FBI's most wanted list yeah. and everything I like heard that. that he was a criminal I, 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 yeah, I think choose to like, believe that that probably I, I, is the most believable yeah. source yeah, of his I income. mean like yeah not in limited level or whatever but, um, it was anyway. something to do with the Russian mafia or something like that. Yeah, it was something to do that. Yeah, it was something. Anyway, <laughs> nah, mate, anyway the, the energy was there boards. in the room. This film is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, it's just, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of what you want it to be. It is. I was worried I was going to watch it and there's going to be like no shark, like all of that kind of stuff. But the sharks there, it's ridiculous. It's literally swimming down the streets. And how, New do, Orleans. how does the shark ever look like a real shark, or does it always look? Ridiculous? Have you seen the trailer? I think maybe I saw a glimpse. Okay, the trailer, the shark from the trailer is there. It's mm-hmm. literally, the river flows down the street and it's like on top, like, and it's like going like <laughs> 60 mile an hour. <laughs> it's just like... I mean, we have to see it, Paul. It's a shark film. He plays a fireman in it. 
and it's like him and his group of firemen <laughs> are the only wearing fireman outfit. <laughs> are the only three people who can save the whole of New Orleans from the shark. Like the army are chasing it down, but everything. But they chase it. They know where it is. They tracked it, and they that they yeah. Man, God bless. Let him do it. I just don't think it's ever going to be as good as the room because the thing with the room is he didn't know what he was making was terrible. Yeah. That's mm. why and also I think there is I so think good. he got the balance right of being aware that the room's funny for why it's funny. Like he understands okay. that he, people don't take it, but he wants it still to be good. But without mm. then I feel like if this was made by a major studio, they would have cranked it up to a hundred and the whole thing would have been too ridiculous. Where there's still yeah. steams at heart of you're laughing at him at it rather than like with like that with it kind of thing like I'll be I'll be trying. more than happy to give it a whirl. I think you do. I think I mean an eight out of ten is probably I'd watch it again and maybe it is a six on part of the room, but I just had a great time and a whole experience with it. In the same vein as that, you've seen that they started filming Velocipasta two now? Yeah. Follow the director on Why are we not in the film? I know, that fucker. He said he was gonna come to the UK and use us. Tommy was out there. He said he said to me he said, Is there gonna be a big shark too? And he goes, Remember the big shark is connected to the sea, which is connected to London, so you might see him. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the sea is not connected to London. <laughs> well, he technically always goes to the River Thames, but you know what? Oh, yeah. The shark, great. Mate, I'd watch that movie. I would watch a great white in the River Thames. I would love that. Anyway, and finally, my last film is another 8 out of 10. I'm probably not going to talk about this in the same way. I watched In The Loop. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it before. Mm. I haven't, um, but yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, it was, I was just put it on uh, something to watch. I saw it had James Grandolfini in it. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll have a bit of this. Odd performance from him, isn't it? I know, and it's like, yeah. He's, you can tell that he was after that Sopranos era. He's just like, I don't want anything to do with the mafia. Like, yeah. He plays like yeah. an American army mm-hmm. general, but who hasn't been to war for ages. And who, it's all politics. So it's the people who do it. Is it Inside Number 9? Uh, no, um, The Thick of It. The thick of it, sorry. So, so it's the same. It's like an actual film of that, and they go. The Americans come over to London, and they're Malcolm talking Tucker about Tucker and all that. They're talking about why there's like a war happening almost, and the British politicians said something to fuck it all up, and now there's a whole crisis meeting about our mm. America and Britain going to go to war, and all of this, and it's just it's really funny, and it's like yeah, there's a very dry sense of humour in it as well, and I quite enjoyed it, and I probably will mm. go off to watch the thick of it because I did really enjoy it. It is good. Lovely. Did you watch that because he's because Yunuchi's doing Doctor Strange Love next year? Is it the same? Is it the guy who did that yeah. doing the Doctor Strange so, Love? So he's going to do the Doctor Strange oh, Love. Shit. No, I literally just saw it was had James Gandolfini in it. Mm. And I was like, I'll have a bit of that. I haven't seen it. Steve Coogan going to be Strange Love. Okay, yeah. and that is slightly that's good cast. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like that. I would like that. Um, um, yeah, it's good. And finally, my worst film. I don't really know what to say about this film. Again, Josie just put it on as like, oh, let's watch this. It's called Day and Night, Night and Day. It's a Tom Cruise film from. Is it Tom? Is it, is it Diaz? Oh, Tom Cruise. He's Cameron got a slate Tom Cruise. Yeah. And oh my god, it's just bring him like, back down again. Yeah, it's just like late noughties Tom Cruise thinking he's good looking. The film is awful. Like it's genuinely shit. Like it's just those kind of I don't know. It's is awful. that a Michael Bay film? No, it's not quite. Who is it? Um, I seem to recall something like Chris having James Mangold. James Mangold. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an awful film. It's like he meets her on a plane and says something. I can't remember what it is now. And she tries, he's like a spy. But Hello. She doesn't know it. And then, like, oh, 
but then Izzy was like a bad spy. Oh, really so she's spy. the spy. No, he's the spy. Oh, she's kind of going to switch in roles, and then I she's mean, the spy later on. It's spy v spy. I mean, I mm. could. I do. I literally gave this film a four out of ten. I completely is that what you give it? Four remember. out of ten. Yeah, it was awful. Do they kiss? Yeah, they did everything. Of course they fucking... It was 2010 and it got filmed with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz in it, like... Yeah, but, yeah, but Tom Cruise don't kiss people that much. I mean, do you hear that thunder? I know, it's some flashing out, out my window. Not yeah. for me. Anyway, um, that's my film of the month. Did the thing that she said in, in the plane that you couldn't remember, did she say, well, perhaps he's wondering why I'd shoot a man? <laughs> <laughs> you have to let one be in the wreckage. What? To leave one in the wreckage when they got oh, the, yeah. when they're hijacking the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man, he's about to get off. Oh, the worst line. It would be very painful. You're a big guy. <laughs> For you. That's For so you. crap. Why are you playing puns? Why are you doing puns on the plane? It is quite, it's quite funny though. <laughs> Crushing this Wonderful plane. film. It is, it is. Crushing the plane. <laughs> With no survivors. <laughs> Why did he say <laughs> Man. I'm laughing, but it's so good. It is good. It is good. <laughs> I, Bane covers up a multitude of... It's not a bad film. I like it, but Bane does cover up a, a lot of the stuff that was bad in Dark Knight Rises because that Marion Cotillard stuff, the more I think about it, is very bad. I it's only bad at the end. Yes. Not just her dying, yeah. though, but some of the stuff connected to it. I don't think she's good as the villain, really. And Anne Hathaway really she, is the best. Her uh, death is thing. honestly probably the worst acted death there's ever been. She's like, yeah, it's I one think... of those ones where I'm like, why did you not do that again? <laughs> why? <laughs> you surely, Nolan, you were watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Adam. Very good. Is it my turn? It is. Okay. Um, so, I, <clears throat> I was going to bring this up. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna do another one if someone did bring it up. But I thought, seeing as we're watching now, we might as well talk about it. It's my, it's my bottom. Of, it's not my bottom, but it's my bottom of the bottom three. Of the three. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten. Let's talk about Barbie. Let's talk oh, about yeah. Barbie. Oh, okay. uh, yes, wonderful sets. Mm. Wonderful, so, like SET that, guys, not SEX. Like he, he <laughs> yes. might have sounded a bit S-E- mumbled. SET, <laughs> SETS. Uh, yeah. like amazing like yeah. it looks like that that is an actual world and it's incredible mm-hmm. um, but it's all very obvious guys yeah I mean you would, it's I not mean, amazing would, I mean what did you really expect but yeah it no, could have done a lot be, more could be, what it had there could be a more subtle way of doing it like coming off and then um, people oh let's start slapping Barbie's bum and like, it's like come on people that's not how the world works really it's a really I obvious think I version of the world I enjoyed Barbie more in the real world and then Kenweld more than like, the other bits. That, the anyway, bits. it was it good was, seeing the Ken experience well in the world. Yes. Ken. Yeah. We've all seen oh, it now, yeah. It was good seeing Ken. Like, I liked the ridiculousness of that, That because obviously yeah. we live in this fucking patriarchal society. So that was yes. nice to see him yes. be like, oh, men are the gods over there. And like being so in awe of it all and going back and then polluting Barbie. Just getting obsessed with running that. around on horses. <laughs> Yeah, but yes, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been more. That's what I mean. There's a message in it, but they tried too hard to be like we didn't. We promise we didn't mean to do anything bad when we made Barbie. Mm. I know that's and that's mm-hmm. that's it, it. Rides a very 
silly line. It's like yeah. the the most annoying thing. Like the more I think about it, it's just annoying. When at the end, yeah, that's the more you talk no about, spoilers, the more annoyed I get. Like, no spoilers, but someone mentions, oh, it's this, it's this mum who's got a kid, and she just goes, oh, why, why don't you just put out an, an ordinary Barbie? The word ordinary really annoying that you they mm. use the word ordinary. It's like so, so you're saying just. So everyone else is extraordinary apart from yeah. like just uh, the people who are just normal mm. people, who are just ordinary, yes? Is that what you're trying to say? But you, uh, and, and in the film you're saying, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea to put on ordinary Barbie. But you're never going to do that in real life, are you? If you're mm. actually brave enough, you'd put an ordinary Barbie out, but you're yeah, never going to. you would just do it. You would do it without <laughs> talking about it in theory <laughs> exactly. in the film. Exactly. It's your so you're fucking trying to... property. You're talking about it. You yes. can do it. You're trying to improve yourself, but then you improve yourself in a, in a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you never get actually do it. Anyway. But like you know, the thing is, it like it's, it walks, it does walk a fine line, like, like you say, because at least you could at least say, well, at least they're trying to say something. At least they're trying to slightly admit that they got things wrong. But at the same time, they try too hard to admit that they got something wrong. Yeah, and it's like you are still mm. profiting off the back of it, and it's kind of like it's like Bush after invading Iraq. Now he's he's you know reintroducing himself to the public as this sort of like nice guy who does talks and whatnot and criticizes trump mm. it's like we remember what you did motherfucker just because you're doing this now we know <laughs> what you did. come along that's worse in the middle has not made you everyone completely forget what you did exactly you did plant the seeds it's, it's the, basically like the, the, cra- the crazy thing is that they're, they're trying to constantly chase their own tail because they they do the jokes of oh you cast Margot Robbie in the role, like... Bah, ha, 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 ha. I thought that it's was like, good, though. I like that line. It was good. Yeah, but it was. But at the same time, it's like, but, but you did. But you did. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you did. Yes. You'll make a joke of it, but you did in real life. You're yeah. In the fantasy, it's funny. In the fantasy. In this fantasy world, it's like, yeah, we can enjoy this, but not in the real world. Now, see, do you remember before Robbie was cast? I don't like Amy Schumer. She annoys me. However, she was mm-hmm. cast as Barbie originally. So why do you think they yeah. dropped that? And Amy Schumer's like annoying. No, yeah, but that's mm. obviously not why they dropped her. But obviously she's she's not Margot Robbie. Maybe because it would have been a comedy rather than attractive. what they went for. They mm. might have gone for... She would have made it funny. Or to make you it know funny. you know that it was Mattel saying, you're not fu- she is not playing our Barbie. You get the most <laughs> beautiful woman in Hollywood to play our Barbie, please. <laughs> please. Yeah. It, was, it was fine. I enjoyed it. It's a 7 out of 10. It was just, fine. Yeah, it was. All these issues are just there, and it's like, I can't think this is great because because it it's could have too been complicated better. to be great. Mm. You've met you've you've muddied this water too much. You could have you could you should have really made yourself out to be the bad guys when really you're just trying to rectify yourself as a fantasy. Basically, do you think kids who weren't aware of Barbie who saw this film would after the film be like, I want a Barbie? No. No, I don't think so either. So it doesn't really think, work like, as a kids' film in that way. The way that I mean, probably people might go out and buy Barbie T-shirts and all that kind of. Stuff. I don't, I don't know how mm. they relaunched the toy, but apparently they were trying to relaunch a whole Barbie universe. Like, yeah. But, um, I wonder what Adam's doing. Well, Something, Chelsea just, Adam just Chelsea cheated. just scored two goals <laughs> in the space of two minutes. I, I saw you do it the first time and I let it slide. The second time I was like, I know what's happening. We've just scored two goals in two one. minutes and we haven't scored a goal for a whole fucking month. Yeah. So we're allowed this moment. 
He's he's t- he's vacated his mind of any thoughts he had. Anyway, he not yeah, they're saying. trying to make a whole world, aren't they? Like a whole Mattel world, aren't they? Where they're bringing all the toys that they got into it and all that brand and like yes, a bit yeah, like well, what Lego that's, did. That's and why a bit they like did the what film. Nintendo did with Mario and all that lot. Why does Will Ferrell Will Ferrell need to be in all the films about kids' toys, like the Lego Movie and stuff? Because he likes money. He does like money. That man does like mm. money. What was your favourite bit from the Barbie movie? Um. I think when they went into the real world, I quite liked that moment. I quite liked that. The, in, that was a silliness. It was kind of mm. like... That was when they played on the character and actually had the character's traits yeah. being the actual film rather than just what the hell was going... Like the, yeah. I still enjoyed it, though. I thought it was actually quite good fun. But you gave it, it an as good as you It was as good it as it name. was, yeah. It was as good as it was. That's a film title, this. Yeah. Back to, back to <laughs> as, a few good as it gets. <laughs> my favourite bit was the Ken dance the Ken song and the dance I thought that was good yeah the Ken song was funny anyway move on yes uh, speaking of Ryan Gosling again <laughs> I watched another Ryan Gosling film 8 out of 10 uh, A Place Beyond the Pines I oh well, never my goodness me mm. I know you, you don't like it Ben. no but um, it was. I don't know anything about this film so I went in completely cold. I don't know how I did not know what had happened in this film because it's a very massive spoiler. Mm-hmm, yeah, don't like, say it, just in case. Yeah, yeah, I won't say it. But um, I I just really enjoy the fact that it's it's basically a massive thing of art, well, how I took it was like nature versus nurture and how it's very... I don't really like remember much separate, about it. It basically turns out to be like three separate stories. Mm. One about Ryan Gosling one about Bradley Cooper and one about their two sons mm-hmm. and how the way they went about their lives have influenced how their sons have gone throughout their lives and their faults and they and the the bad stuff they've done or the good stuff they've done has caused their sons to become, to turn out in a certain way and also caused friction between the two of them as well i thought it was, i thought it was a cool little story i, I really enjoyed it and it probably heightened the fact that i had no idea like I'd gone so long mm. after it being released, not knowing what had actually happened in this film. It was it, like massive, a massive thing, and yeah, I enjoyed it for that. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I don't remember much about it. I saw it in the cinema when it came mm. out, and the thing, the spoiler, uh, yeah. is why I disliked it, but not because of the spoiler, but because after that I was like. That was what I wanted to carry on watching, and now we're having, as you say, the Bradley Cooper story and the the son story, and I didn't care for either of those. Yeah. The first one I cared for a, a bit. Yeah. I was enjoying yeah. it, and it's and the thing is, it's not like oh, you just have to sit through an an hour, two half hour slots. It's a fucking long film, so you have mm. ages of, of yeah. it to still go through. But I just enjoy the way that these, like. S- s- some circumstantial events in people's lives have inexplicably changed the future of their sons by like crossing crossing paths these two characters and I I I kind of enjoyed that it's a nice little they did it nice little plot they did it they did what? they they did that they showed how they they would cross (laughs) the paths of the sons were those spoilers? Ryan Gosling got that blonde hair uh, was that film he did after Drive, wasn't it? And then didn't yeah. do any film until like ten years afterwards. Mm. He's with his he wife. He rides a motorbike. Yeah. 
round in a circle. What's her name? Eva Longoria. Eva Mendes. Oh, Mendes. Mendes. Who's Mendes. Longoria? Longoria's um, Desperate Housewives. housewives. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a 8 out of 10 anyway. I, enjoy, okay. I very much enjoyed that film. Let's talk about my oh, no. 10 out of 10. My 10 out of 10 film. My number one film of 2023. It oh, yeah, because you finally spot. watched it, didn't you? It hit the top spot. It's in my top 10 films of 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 the of the 2020s. What the it's hell is it? We spoke about it earlier, Ben. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, shit. I thought you're not even John Wick 4. Or John Wick no, 4 was last we've already I've already spoken about that. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. I thought... I was excited. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wait, the the first one? one was amazing, right? The first one was amazing. This, this the animation. Okay, yeah. And this is the yes. second one of the animation ones. I could not even understand or conceive how someone would animate something like that. It is so beautiful. But the amount of anima... Every, every shot, right? The detail Must is... have 10 to 20 different styles of animation in it. It was the most, right? it had the most animators ever on a film, didn't it? Or something like that. Yes. And it all looks pristine to the fact that I could go back and watch it again just to try and take in what's happened in the background because there's so much going on that it's, it's so hard to like to absorb in just one single watch. And it's the story and not even going to the story. The story is wonderful. It's great. It's heartfelt and it's ballsy, right? It's two Don't and a half spoil hours. Because I will watch it. It's two it. and a half hours, right? This is just something you need to know anyway, right? I like the it's first one. It's two and a half hours, but it's it's part one of two. Yeah, that's what I didn't know going into the film, and that's Those, what annoyed me at the end. They're greedy of the fuckers. They're greedy right? fuckers. But and listen to this. It's all franchise stuff, like, man. That pissed me off already. Listen to this. Listen to this. I they've already the released. They've already released the second part, and they released no, it no, ten no, years no, ago no. secretly. <laughs> I got to the end of the film, and I was like, no. I would have just continued watching for another two and a half hours because <laughs> I was so into it. It's so good. And um, th- another a beautiful thing in it, Gwen Stacy. Remember Gwen, Spider-Gwen from um, mm. the first one? We go to her world and it's like so... The animation style is so beautiful. It's like this... It's all about this relationship between her and her dad and it's all... The whole the, film the is about relationships style. between their dads, isn't yeah. it? It's every Spider-Man with their with their uncle Ben, isn't it? Yeah, basically, every, yeah, everyone has their their kind of link to like, their like heart, their heart. The one that made you go Spider-Man. Yeah, but you got to die to become Spider-Man. So he's got to die. The art, to, to you. The, the art style is like expressionistic, right? They're like it's it's almost like emotion. Just watching emotion as an animation, it is so beautiful. I can't even explain, and it's so well done, and. It, I, I was like blown away, blown yeah, away. I, was I can watching tell. It. It's so good. I can hear it in so your voice. Good. Beat the first one easily. Mm. Just it's just it, it's just it's. The like thing that annoyed art. me was the fact that it, I didn't know it was part one or two. So you're getting into it and you're like, okay, and then getting you're, into it's it two and a half like, hours down the line. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like June. It's like okay, that was really good. I really enjoyed that, but I haven't left being satisfied enough by that film alone. I could only go with what the next film does as well and then put them together and then suddenly, yes, you could have something nah. incredible. Nah, mate. I, it gets to the end and it's on a cliffhanger and I was just like, oh my God, I just want to watch the next one because <laughs> it's just no. so good. Well. Amazing. 
10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. And what did you give the uh, one before that? 10 out of 10 10 as well. But this is like next level 10 out of 10. It does make you Um, want to go out and make something. It's that kind of film, isn't it? Yeah, it's just so good. So good to look at. Just it's it's like awe-inspiring to think that people like spent hours and hours just making the smallest little piece of animation in the background, and that's only one little piece on one little scene. And how good and is the like, story? The story's story great. Story really is... great. Really great. And it's I don't want I won't even say anything about it because it's good to be surprised by the story of where mm, it yeah. goes because because it it's very good. It kind it kind of hits on. Uh, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna, what, you can just watch it. Uh, how did you watch it? Is it streaming now or you got to pay for it? I've got the Blu-ray steelbook. Oh, okay. Yes. It's not streaming anywhere then. I think it's out, it'll be, it's, no, it's out on like oh, Sky Movies. You can buy it, I think, but not. Yeah. I wouldn't say, yeah, it's not free streaming yet. Probably not. Well, I did enjoy the first one, much to my surprise. When I watched it, I was blown away by the visuals and the story mm. and the humour and all the heart. I did like it, so I'm... I it's more about it. Everything's second. kind of cranked up a little bit more. Like yeah. But that was my Good. 10 out of 10. Yeah, that was my top. Uh, my bottom, it was 5 out of 10. I watched all the other ones of these, so I was like, let me carry on. Let me just watch one of them, add it to the list, rank it, because you know I like to do that. It's Insidious, The Red Door. Oh, the one yeah. that came out you like them insidious movies. Yes, and it's um, directed by Patrick like Wilson. Ago. Yeah, it's on okay. it's it, on streaming. Yeah. Um, by the actor. Yeah, so he's he's in the first three or two, I think, yeah. mm. and um, he decides, hey, I'm going to come along and direct this film. Who knows why? I don't know why you want to. didn't get anyone else to do it. Yeah, it's like it's exactly the same as all the other films worse <laughs> mm. just like and that's, a hard, that's just, a hard task yeah it's just like I think yeah, it's just like, was good was that the one in london like, no, no. In the house the first one's a six and it gets worse from there the first one was okay <laughs> i saw I that the was the one in london was it city two in london that's a conjuring I'm no that's conjuring you love the conjuring mate you get he does he gives it such a huge rating the conjuring nine out of ten you give conjuring i on these films isn't that what you would expect though paul that it would be fucking bad Yes, but I was just like, I just wanted to watch it. I, just, I, I literally had nothing to watch. I was like, let me just watch this. And I, I, I wanted to watch a new film. Yes. I just wanted something new. And go to I the kind old, of knew going into it. Go to the old masters, like Scorsese says. Plumb the depths. I know. I know. I just wanted something bad to talk about this month. <laughs> you know, good. There is a run of films, horror films, that sort of came out like mid to late noughties up to mid to late teens, which... I like that, The Conjuring, Insidious, Annabelle, those kind of films, which is like, oh, these are crap horror films, but these are the franchises of our times, which goes to show how far the genre has fallen. Saw mm. X is the only thing from the last 20, 25 years, which is an original series of the yeah. 21st century. I think it's the only horror franchise worth its salt. Is Can you name a horror franchise that was born in the 21st century that is strong? Actually good. Apart no. from Saw. No. And we're the only ones who think Saw is a good franchise. We're the only part. ones, yeah. There ain't many who do. But those same Where people say it's insidious. No. I was hoping soon. to see it Thursday, but I don't know now. Very soon. We'll see what happens. we do a little but something. Just, just, to, just to tie a knot on this, um, I was just watching the whole thing. I was like, I don't know why Patrick Wilson would have directed this until we got to the credits, right? Mm-hmm. Where I heard these, these, this, this uh, sweet cover... Of Stay by Shakespeare's sister. 
by Patrick Wilson. <laughs> I don't even know what that <laughs> song like, is. Uh, Wait, I can't figure out how it goes now. Stay. Stay with me. And then it goes. In their own world. Why on earth is he singing it a cover? I don't know. I don't know, but he just decided he's going to do a cover of it and stick at the end of this random You reckon it was film. like, they were like, we want you to do another film. And he went, okay, I'll do one more film as starring in it if you let if me I direct my music it. Career. So I, can get my di- <laughs> I can get my directing career going by doing this, the next one. And they went, okay, if you do another one, you can direct it. Dear me. Dear, dearie me. <laughs> random. But that's it. That is that is the month. We, we didn't even say what month this was. <laughs> It's the month of September. Of September, It'll say everyone. It will in the title when people are listening. Yes, All the bells I know. And, whistles. and the, yeah. the thumbnail will have Dunkirk, Spider-Man, and... What was your one, Adam? In the Loop. Oh, yeah. In How'd you loop. do a picture of In the Loop? That's a hard one. Just Gandolfini in the... Ma- Gandolfini. In the, in the, in the yeah. Thing. Yeah. Or Malcolm Tucker. Well, wonderful. We hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Patrons, we know you enjoyed it. Yes. Every Time other listener... Up. Yeah, if you if you, you enjoyed it, month. go over www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. You can get an episode like this every single month. Or if you pay a little bit more, you can get just loads of bonus content and like you can every also week. see our faces throughout the thing. Mm. You can. Exactly. That's just enjoy it. bonus enough, isn't it? Also, for you privileged people who are still listening at this point, I think you've listened long enough to uh, be at the birth of uh, a cold for me. Oh no, you're feeling bad. Jenny's had it for just under a week and I thought I'd staved it off, but last night I was feeling a bit ropey and today mm-hmm. I thought I'd staved it off, but as this episode's been going on, I've been feeling something creeping around the walls of my throat and up near my tonsil in a way that I had a full glass of water when I began this and I've drunk all of that because I kept thinking that will sort it out and it hasn't. <laughs> and, and dear listeners, next time you hear Adam... He may also have a cold because if I decide to go to the London Film Festival on Friday, I'll be sat next to him in two cinema screenings on that day. So it's whether he wants to take a chance. We're next to like 2,000 other people and probably both of them. And what if it's the dreaded C? Then you won't make it that long. Why would I not? Might be dead by morning. No, I'll be dead by dawn. Watching too much and you're dead, mate. Adam's the crappy version. <laughs> Dead by morning. <laughs> <laughs> Feels busters. <laughs>